back to another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. We've got a real special guest for you today. And you know what? Normally, Steve and I ask each other if we've been shooting. But I know the answer to Steve's, uh, or I know Steve's <laughs> answer, because I know he's been shooting. And he's been shooting at a great match out in California, the Area 2 match. And we've got Kurt Grimes, the match director. So, uh, welcome, guys. Uh, how are you all doing? Good. Great. Everything's good. Kurt, I saw nothing but positive pictures and comments and congratulations on having a fantastic match. That is always good to hear. Oh, for sure. It's uh, it's kind of overwhelming to hear what people had to say about the match in general. Uh, we've got a really good staff out there. Um, I got a couple of guys that bust their ass whenever we ask them to do anything. A lot of things they do, we don't even ask, and they just do it. But it's uh, Jeff Minyard and Chris Franklin. Oh yeah, great guys. Yeah, you met them, Steve. You got to see what they do out there. So, um, but those guys prep. They set the steel. They measure the steel. They cut the. I mean, they do everything. Um, they're also out there for our local matches. So our local matches are pretty much on par with uh, the Area 2 match. Um, but aside from that, my driving force is Maria. So she kept me in line. She kept pushing. <laughs> she, isn't that like a daily task for her? I mean. Uh, it's, it's an hourly task for her. <laughs> you need to get this done. You need to get this. I got time. You need to get this done. And. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to work with her on this. She's just started shooting, and she's doing pretty well. So she took tones. She took home some hardway, right? Yeah, 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 she got wood. Yeah, like third place RFPO in her class, wasn't it? An A yeah. class. Yeah. So that's awesome. First big match, and she won something. So that was I'm very proud of that. So, um, she. Uh, yeah, she worked hard. She worked, I want to say, probably harder than I did. Um, I did the heavy lifting, and she did a lot of the administrative stuff. She did all the, uh, you know, making the schedules out. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that people don't think about. And she handled Oh, I've, I, I've been there, Kurt. I know exactly what you've been through. <laughs> yeah. No, you just had a match. I know. Yeah. I ordered sunshine for mine. You ordered rain. So. Oh yeah, but you know what? They they lost my order this year. Last year the order came through, but this year, this yeah. year they, they lost that rain order. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, of course, we, it was also like I think eighty five at our range, and I, th I saw it was like fifty five at your range, right? Well, in the mornings, and yeah. it warmed up to seventy ish. Okay. Um, but one of the things that really was amazing to me was the uh, coverage of the country that we got uh, from shooters. We had people from North Carolina, Georgia, Ms. Foster, uh, Florida, Alabama, Texas, Colorado, Idaho, Washington, Alaska, uh, and all over California. So, I mean, when you can get a draw from that many states, oh yeah, that's that amazing. says something about either the venue or the match itself so absolutely um, we absolutely well I, I i looked up on practice score when the match was all over and um based on uh what that showed uh i think it was 279 guns in the match yes and that is that's phenomenal you know again kudos i mean for for our little range i was ecstatic to hit 240 and you know, 279 uh, is 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 great, and uh, and it's a testament. Again, you know, last year I think was the first year you ran it, wasn't it? Yes, that was the first year of that match. So, so first year of that match, and you know, I, I know you knocked that one out of the park, and and shooters appreciate that. And you know, it's all the it's all the little things, the snack tables. How many tootsie rolls did you or tootsie pops did you eat, Steve? <laughs> so be honest. <laughs> Uh, He's got I, a pocket I, full I, still. I, I, is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a yeah. yeah. in your pocket? No, it won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Some may or may not have made it into my range bag, Jeff. I guess there's an incriminating there is an incriminating uh, picture out there that I think Maria took that, that oh, yeah. was posted. Yep. 
Looked like a chipmunk with about four of them in each cheek. <laughs> Guilty. Yep. Well, you know, there was, there was also little other things that I saw. Um, uh, I'd never seen this before, but there was the one stage, or maybe it was the entire match, where uh, you actually got a receipt of your time. Yes. Yes. Um, now, was that every stage, or was that... Yes. Oh, every really? stage. Yeah. So what the deal is, is USPSA... Uh, we're getting there. They're getting ready for another USPSA match there, and there is a requirement for paper backups. And yeah. we decided to do it on the Steel Challenge, just to one to try it out, guinea pig them, uh, but and see if it, you know, how the shooters uh, received it. And everybody seemed to really like it because you get done, you get a receipt, you put it in your bag, and if you want to protest something and something's not right on practice score or the tablet, you go, wait a minute, here's my paper. So, right uh, now, is that is that tied into the timer practice score, or is that a separate unit altogether? That is Bluetoothed to the tablet. When you push approve, it auto prints a receipt. Okay, so that's that is a cool feature. But I, you know, if you, I'm, I'm being at Bluetooth. My guess is you weren't any, you weren't using the commander timer. Because no, we were just using. You wouldn't standard. be able to Bluetooth two items. Right, we were not. But, right, but I mean, it's it's you know you got this this plus minus you know you've got a feature of I've got paper backup without having to have someone else write stuff down. Exactly. Which is, I've been there at USPSA matches. Yeah. And yeah. it's the reason why you need a third RO on a squad. Sure. <laughs> Quite frankly. Absolutely. You know? um, so very cool, very cool. Plus, it's kind of like okay, thank you, sir. Here's your receipt. Yep. Please enjoy the rest of the day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was a. It was a nice to you know to try them out. They worked flawlessly. So we had a couple of tiny, tiny issues on RO day, um, just getting things synced up. But once everything synced up, it was perfect. So um, very cool. So yeah. um, and that actually, um, I take it. I mean, I mean, for for those listening. Uh, for paper backups for USPSA, it's a viable option as well, correct? It'll Absolutely. Give you alpha, Alpha, Charlie, Delta. Well, nobody shoots Mike, so it won't count those anyway. No. Nobody, nobody <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does an accurate count. Uh, as soon as you push approve, it prints you out a receipt, so you have a an actual hard copy in your hand, and uh, nothing can change once you have Very that. Very cool. Very cool. So, Jeff... To walk through the match here just a little bit, because I would say um, I've shot some very, very good matches over the last couple of years, and for whatever reason, this one resonated more with me than a lot of the matches, and I, I think part of it was there was a surprising amount of steel target paint uh, jerseys out on the West Coast all the way all the way out in California, so that certainly helped set the tone, and I definitely went out there to support our, our man, Kurt Grimes, a fellow team member. But I, I'm telling you, as soon as you got to the match, you know, everybody knows where the legendary Hogue action range is. As soon as you got up, it was interesting. And it, it, I don't know if this was coincidence or if this was uh, this well thought out. Right when you got to the top of the hill as you're going into the range, all the vendors were lined out. You had JP right there. You had uh, Hunter's HD Gold. And then Hogue was set up. And so that gave a lot of great foot traffic for, uh, for the... Uh, for the some of the vendors that in all of them were sponsors of the match and it was interesting that maybe we can talk a little bit about it later but there was a great dynamic between uh, those three groups so you had an opportunity immediately when you walked in to to, to see these vendors and sponsors then you went to check in make sure all your divisions were correct and it was a really really quick process kurt what's matt's last name that was running um stats there it's mark salazar Oh, Mark. Sorry, Mark, brother, if you're listening. Mark Salazar, I think it, this was his first Steel Challenge match, maybe, or his second one, someone there, but he did a fantastic, fantastic he, job. He did stats for the Worlds uh, back when they were at the Hogue Range. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did the first one there, and then uh, the day, the night before the one in 2017, he broke his leg. And oh, man. He, he, and he ended up down at UCLA Medical Center, and he was a no-show. Nobody knew where he was. Nobody knew what was going on. He had, you know, he didn't contact, you know, he just 
it was a you know medical emergency. So Daniel Charbonneau took over uh, stats on that one, but Mark runs the he is uh, the range manager and he's up on all the tech stuff. So and it was his deal with the printers and all of that. So um, he did an excellent job. He I was really surprised at uh, how many people had issues with their registration. Uh, a lot of new shooters, not a, a lot of, uh, I don't want to say inexperienced shooters, but a lot of people that were inexperienced signing up on practice score. So, but he handled every little issue. I mean, super quick, yep. uh, no problems at all. So yeah, che check-in was really quick. And then we talked a little bit about the scores, but he would, uh, he would make sure that they were updated after every single flight. So, you know, if you're just got done shooting the match, probably within 30 minutes, sometimes maybe 45 minutes after that particular flight, you could see how you scored, which I appreciate as a competitor. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and then let's go to the next station. So as a competitor, I went in and this is a cash payback match, but then also it's a, it's a random, it's a random prize table, if you will. And so, uh, Jeff, you won't believe me if I told you. So I, get up, uh, so I get up there, put my hand in the bowl. You never <laughs> guess what number I pick. We got pictures. Did you, did you, wait, wait. Did you, get a, you, either got a, you either got a JP rifle certificate or a set of Hunter's HD gold glass. No, 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 no. What number did I pick out of the jar? There's a little cut-up numbers and a correspondence. Oh, what back. number? Yeah. Jeez, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try to guess. Just tell me. No, I can't. This is 69. a G-rated show. 69, <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Yep, so... Oh, Lord. Of course I did. I think Kurt played in there. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I got my Ely bet. I did get a JP Rifles gift certificate, so that was fantastic. But, nice. um... Yeah, yeah. So that that part went smooth. Kurt, do you want to talk a little bit about what was on the prize table, how many dollars worth of goodies? Because there was a lot of support from the shooting community at this match. Oh yeah. Now we had just shy of thirty thousand dollars on the prize table. Woo! So, nice. um, I'm, you know, the industry as a whole seems to be a little bit soft right now, and uh, these guys really stepped up. I mean, I talked to JP. Uh, at Worlds, and they were not coming to California, blah, 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 all this misinformation. Very first day on the range, he's out, you know, Dustin's got the uh, GMR out there, and we're playing around with it, and lo and behold, who walks onto the range? Law enforcement. And what do they do? Immediately come over and start shooting guns with us. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that freak out about California, and it's it's not an issue. There's all kinds of things in place to make it not a problem. Um, but Kurt, back to the spot. Let, let, wait, wait. Let's just let's hold on there for a second because you know I've definitely been one of those people you know that have said you know God if I go to California I got to make sure I've got all my ten only ten round mags and and all this kind of stuff and I and I've talked with Trenton and and you've just alluded to this. Um, as you point out, there are, I'm assuming, I think it's forms you sign or things you declare that basically say, listen, I'm not going to sell or give this away. This is mine. I can go use it. So you could bring, you know, an open gun with a 170 mag, shoot it in the match and go home and you haven't broken any laws. Is that correct? I have 70 170 millimeter mags. Okay. And you live in California. Home. And I live in California. So yeah. there's not a prohibition of possession. There's a prohibition of sale. And about two to three months ago, they lifted the ban on sales of high-capacity magazines. So in effect, what they did is made every high-capacity magazine in the state legal because they have no proof of when you purchased that. So I've always, I will, I've always hated that term because what's considered high? Because, you know, I have 10-round mags and 15-round mags. 17 round mags and then i have a 29 round mag but then if hey, i go to my pcc i have a 52 round mag so hey, <laughs> hey, hey jeff jeff i found the answer and i'll have to find my picture that i took and post okay. it out on the steel target paint podcast page so there's a guy named john spear kurt you know john yeah he's a good buddy of mine yeah so he uh <laughs> so he's shooting pcc and he goes in a bag and grabs a magazine and I look in there, you know, not creeping or snooping on the guy. I'm like, 
hey, brother, wh- wh- what's that? He, he smiled like a little kid at Christmas. He said, oh, man, you got to check this out. It's for uh, a Colt Lower. He pulled out a couple of these magazines. Oh, yeah. I think, and he welded two bodies together. He's got somebody yep. that's a scientist. They're 72 or 73 rounds. So, Jeff, to answer your question, that's high capacity. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of myths about California. Um, you know, there's a competitor's exemption in the penal code that you can come into the state with an assault weapon and you can leave with it. Um, there's a bunch of different things. Uh, there's a bunch of range lawyers out there that are going to tell you, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. Um, Look at the pictures of the range and look what people are shooting. You know, it's the yeah. same thing you yeah. everywhere else. And, and, so. I can speak, and I can speak to this a little bit because this is my third trip to that range in uh, the previous two, 2016-2017 World Speed Shoot, and then, of course, this Area 2 match here uh, this past weekend. So I live in, in Atlanta. If you're traveling with guns, please make sure that you are familiar with with their airlines policy, and I apologize, I can't remember. I think it may be Delta. It could be United, but there is an airline that limits you on the number of uh, specific guns you can bring. You can only bring, I think it may be two long guns and unlimited handguns. But make sure, in addition to the quantity of guns, and I flew American out there, and so they don't really care as long as it's locked up and unloaded in a in a box. They're it, America. America. They're America. 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 That's right. But make sure that you read whatever whatever airline you're going to fly on. Number one, make sure you read their policies before booking the ticket. And then number two, give a courtesy call to the airline seven days prior. With American, you don't have to call in and check in. Um, I think it's maybe United or one of those other ones. You have to declare it before you get to the counter. They get a little spastic. So um, <laughs> in, in – in, I did shoot six divisions out of area two, and everybody's like, man, look at the size of that case. Well, look, my CWA gun, I've got two uppers for it, and then what I did with my uh, rimfire rifle, uh, iron and open, is I took one of the stocks off, and so I used the same stock on two different guns, and so, hey, essentially I had six guns in my, uh, in my uh, checked luggage. So when I got to the airport, all I had to do is sign a declaration that says that they're unloaded. Nobody checked. I uh, opened the case, uh, took the one one of the two padlocks off, slid it in my Pelican case, and they escort you to TSA. They scan it. They wipe down some stuff to make sure you don't have explosives in there or anything crazy, and then uh, wait for your bag on the other side. And the same same round trip, coming back from uh, San Luis Obispo Airport to uh, to Atlanta. I will admit, though, I was in Atlanta and I landed. And it took me almost an hour to get my gun case, and let's just say I had a couple bucks in there. So uh, I was a little bit concerned, <laughs> but no, we were all good. So uh, traveling to California is not nearly as, as bad as people think that it is. But uh, anyway. Last year, we had people that flew into Las Vegas and out of state and then drove in uh, because they were so freaked out about things. And, it, I mean... I mean, you can look at my safe and see what I have, and everything I have is compliant. It's legal here, um, but there's a lot of misinformation out there, and I think that's, you know, I was expecting a lot more guns this year. Um, I don't know if it was a timing issue or, uh, you know, people going back to school and all that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, we've got the capacity. We could we could handle five, six, seven hundred guns at the Hogue Range. There's 14 bays. Uh, it's basically lined up like CMP and Talladega. There's a road down the front, and the bays are right off that road. Uh, we have Cowboy Town, which is around the corner out back, so we can. Uh, there's free camping out there. Um, you don't have any uh, sewage facility hookup, but you have water and power. Um, so it's it's really nice when people that travel up that you know want to be able to stay on the range and hang out with other shooters and whatnot so but it was uh it was very cool to for me to have the amount of people we had from out of state i mean it was it was amazing absolutely amazing to me to have that kind of turnout so uh let's let's 
Kurt, let's talk a little bit more about the the prize table. So there was thirty thousand dollars. How many do you, do you know off the top of the head? How many people you had sponsor the prize table? Thirty five. Thirty five people. Great, great. Thirty five. In in Jeff, I uh, I would share this as well. You know, it talks to the level of the match. You know, one of the things that Kurt did as a match director, he said, "Look, look, everybody, everybody got their Ely bag full of some goodies, and uh, you know." Hey, here's a contact list. Make sure that you share some love and and tell people how much you enjoyed it. And Kurt and I were talking prior to the podcast. He got a he got a call from one of the sponsors, and they were blown away by by the feedback that they received. And hopefully, that'll help again uh, next year. So yeah, it, it was yeah, it was really cool. That's the way to do it. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. You know, um, and and Kurt, you you know, I was looking at the scores, and I saw you actually shot pretty well for some of your guns. Um, the success of, of your match is always how well was everyone how did how 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 well was it received by all the shooters right and exactly. and, and secondarily then you know how, how do the sponsors feel about it um, because you know it you know there are a lot of people that can put on a match and shoot well but it's not it's rare um, because there's just so much preparation as you pointed out that maria had to do before everything came ha and happened you know I mean, oh yeah. Said, I just, yeah i'm sure you were just sitting there painting painting guns and cars and, and said, <laughs> no. it's like he was there for well, two months prior to the match my day consisted of six hours match prep and two hours worth of painting that was it every day yeah and it's funny because i was, was shooting i was on pace for I don't know, maybe about a 60, 67 or 68. I felt pretty good about it. And about 11.30, I'm getting ready to go to 5 to go, and we start making noise about lunch for the ROs. And I got to go wrangle somebody up to drive yep. four miles up the road to meet the pizza guy. Yep. Oh, I, for my match, I ended up on RO day. Um, I got four stages in and then left and went and got lunch. Yeah. Because, yeah. so, you know, all my all my ROs are shooting. I don't have anybody to go get me stuff. They're all shooting, you know. Let me um, tell you who I got. Get I go up and Brian's sitting there, not a lot going on on our day. I said, "Hey Brian Conley, would you like to pick up our pizzas?" And he doesn't know the town, but I said, "Hang a left, go up five miles. When you see a, a California Cal Fire CDF station, pull in there, and there's going to be a pizza guy there, and grab the pizzas for me." And he did it. Sponsorship at a whole different level. Yeah, exactly. And I, I promptly went back to five to go and shot an 11 second five to go. <laughs> so that, kind of, that was kind of a buzzkill, but you know what? It's okay. I, I, I put the matches on for the shooters. I mean, yep. being, being able to shoot is a bonus for me. Um, and I, I ended up okay. You know, I'm not unhappy. So. Well, again, you know, it's not like you're, you know, you're, you're not running every match either, you know. So when you go out to U.S. Steel, you go to Worlds, or you know, right. you go to other other ranges, you're able to enjoy them as a shooter. Yes, you know? exactly. But exactly. I mean, it's, just, it's for me, it's the same thing, you know, when I'm either running or helping out at a level one. You know, yeah. it's never about. I mean, you want to perform, but you know, you know, at a level one, you're the match director and the range master and the Mister Fix It yep. and Sometimes the stats guy, although I'm lucky, we've got our, our resident stats guru, John Beach, who, who is sounds like he's on par with your stats guy, yeah. you know, as far as he just handles everything, and, and it helps having that. But, you know, you're about getting ready to shoot, and somebody goes, hey, we got a broken stick on over on uh, Showdown, and then you're like, yep. okay, and then, you know, you, you just you, you can't do it in hopes of, of getting a good match. You go to other people's matches for that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I run a monthly match out there, and I am all of the above. Yeah, so, I get it. Stats, get it. everything. I am not maintenance, though. Chris and, and Jeff are there for that, but um, it's uh, it's a good club. It's a good venue. Um, I mean, being able to get the kind of support we got from sponsors uh, is actually very overwhelming to me. Uh, these guys stepped up. Um, you know, even if they couldn't do a lot, they still did something. So um, some did a little, some did a lot, but it's all appreciated. So 
Um, you know, hey, I, I, I could I couldn't make it. I couldn't make the match. Um, but you know, I met you online. Uh, you've been nothing but supportive, helpful. Um, I consider you a good friend now. And hey, 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 easy. I'm, 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 I'm starting to well up a little bit. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> what I was going to say. Before I was so rudely interrupted by both of you, let me get back up on my soapbox here, okay? I, I, hold on a second. Uh, no, I was just going to say, Curtis, it's a testament to you. It is, okay? Um, if, if it, you know, you're, you're known in the industry, you're known by these people, they know your, your reputation, and, and they know what you're about. And that's what people support. And so, yep, congratulations agreed. again. Thank you. Um, I think it helps, you know, because I've got relationships with just about all the sponsors. We go, to, we go to SHOT Show, and we stop and talk, and, you know, they know uh, a lot of the guys that sponsor. I use their products and my builds. Um, you know, we put together a lead star for the prize, to actually for a raffle, um, you know, and every single person on my jersey did something for that gun. So, it, you know, it's nice to know that if you need to call somebody and lean on them a little bit for some support, they're going to do it. Yep. Um, you know, I can't, like I said, I can't thank them enough for what they did um, because that's what keeps uh, the match going. And we went, uh, we, we gave out 85 plaques and medallions and knives. And Very it was, cool. Very, very cool to give people awards that have never gotten an award. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've oh, shot. Did you have any juniors? Did you have any juniors uh, get stuff? Yes, we did. I love I love handing the awards to the juniors because you do not. Probably the only person who I've ever seen have a bigger smile getting an award was Elsie Baker. Um, <laughs> that, hey, I was there for that. That's, that's, that's true, Jeff. That's um, very true. But, you know, that is, you know, seeing the junior and just seeing, you know, like, wow, I actually won something, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's huge. Um, and I'm not going to deny, it, you know, at my age, and I, I, I still love going up there and shaking the match director's hand and winning the, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's, you know, we all joke about it, you know. We spend thousands of dollars on guns and ammo and travel to go win a ten dollar trophy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? We'll we'll do it every week. We can do it. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. So this is a little bit selfish, but the best moment of the match was getting to call Maria's name because she didn't know she won anything. I knew it, and we we did everything in our power to keep it a secret. And. <laughs> When I called her up there, she looked at me like, what are you talking about? Just go talk to everybody. Do what you need to do. Don't, don't call me up there. And I said, no, you got an award. And she was <laughs> flabbergasted. So uh, it, that, was, that was, on a personal level, that was the best moment of the match for me. So. Jeff, as a as a competitor, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you and I have talked about on this podcast in terms of how do you run a great match. And, you know, it, it was – great prize table i mean the stats were on point you got to the bay and all the the targets were perfect i mean you know we're out there leaning over painting uh targets of five to go but you stand in the shooter's box and they were they were absolutely perfect i mean the weather was perfect it was 52 degrees 53 degrees when we got going and most of the days were in the low to mid 70s with the light breeze it was picturesque I mean, the food was on point. On, on yeah, Friday. that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, on, on Friday, it sounds silly, but they're probably the best hot dogs I've ever had. I mean, it was amazing. And then on Saturday, it was full blown barbecue, and uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a tear in my eye just thinking about it. It was so good uh, with homemade, <laughs> homemade cookies. I mean, you know, it was just like I can go on and on and on. The 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 RO staff was fantastic. A lot of familiar folks that I've seen out there at the 2016-2017 uh, uh, World Speed Shoots. It was just, you know, and to have the love and support of the Steel Target Paint shooting team, and we went out to dinner a couple nights with, with a bunch of people, and, 
you know, there was some from from me as a competitor. I didn't shoot as good as my potential, but when when the classifications updated today, Jeff, out of the six guns total that I shot, I shot fourteen personal bests. Fourteen. Wow. Fourteen. And so I was fortunate uh, to take high overall with, you know, uh, Rimfire Rifle Open and PCC and Rifle Master and Rimfire Rifle Iron. And I, I placed in the top three in every gun that I shot. And I, 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 I think that it had everything to do with the shooting experience. I was, you know, maybe a little bit nervous because I hadn't shot in a couple of days and all that kind of jazz. But once I got going on Friday, you know, I found myself, I was really pushing it, you know, because I've been shooting at a, pretty assertive pace in rimfire rifle open specifically and I was, there was nothing more that i wanted to shoot you know like a 63 or maybe a 64 and so i pushed a couple stages like on outer limits i've been shooting that so well but i got up to the box man and and i did the steel challenge dance on my first string what's up with that you know <laughs> and, and, i wish i had video oh man it, and, and then I had to dial back a little bit. Then my, my fourth string, I think, was a 320. And so, you know, it's it's just it could have been a little bit better. But, you know, all and I wrote a blog post out there and, and posted out there. I just, it was just a magical, it was a magical match and experience. And to be around, you know, great friends in the industry. And it was so laid back and, you know, I think they shut down Hogue because, you know, Neil was there, Pat was there, Jim was there, Amanda was there with their families. I mean, it was just, it was probably one of the coolest, like, big local matches I've ever shot. It was, it was, it was something, something special. So congratulations, Kurt. I mean, I, I and I've shot a lot of matches in the last couple of years, but, you know, uh, Jeff's on the phone, so I won't say it was better than his, but it was, it was. Hey, you know what? You know what? I. I love it. Kurt's a friend, you know, and, and I would I, I love to hear that matches were better because if it was better than mine, I know it was top notch. So that's yeah, quite no, all right. It, it, hey, you know what, Jeff? The only thing that Kurt was lacking, and I'm sure he's gonna do something about it next year, is having a having a, a charity to do painting. Yeah, 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 that's that's you know, I've talked to several people leading up to this podcast, Kurt, because I know that set this up a couple of days ago. I asked everybody that I could think of, you know, hey, what did you think about the match? And, you know, talking with Larry Joe Steely of Steel Target Paint tonight, and he said, you know what, Steve, you've been to a lot of matches. I've been to a lot of matches. He said, this is the first match that I actually went home to practice score to see if next year's match was already open because he was going to sign up and make it. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, man. It, it hey, was. We it, did it, the it was, whole that, match. The whole match with one can of steel target paint. That's how good that stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> I made that a really, really go. You, you bought the industrial size can, right? It, it Wait, comes one can. We did the rock. whole match. So for so for you listeners, if you want a ten percent discount code on rangestore.net, use discount code ST Podcast Ten. Thanks for the lead in, Kurt. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, it was. Uh, I had a bad experience at a match I went to, and I, you know, when they asked me to do this originally last year, I thought, man, if I do a match, I want to make sure I make it about the shooter's experience and not yep. making money and not, you know, it's not a, this is a not-for-profit deal out there, um, and I want to give back every single thing I can to the shooters, and uh, it seems to be working. Um, I, I talked to Michael Poggi today, who was, uh, he's out of, he's a, one of the best revolver shooters in the world. And he says he can't wait to come back. Um, you know, you get that kind of feedback from guys that have obviously traveled the world or wherever. And, you know, he says it's one of his favorite matches. So, um, you know, having Larry Joe uh, get a bunch of, we need to, we need to take a picture of everybody on steel target paints hardware from the match. Oh yeah. yeah. In, in my kitchen right now, we have five. <laughs> Medals. So you take That's your. Awesome. You take Colin. Steve had three. Uh, right, Steve. Nope. Did you pull, did you take three home? No, there's there's uh, six or eight. I don't know what happened there, but well, there you was... got you got two knives. You got some. You got some plaques. You got some medals. Um, you got. Well, I was just talking about the plaques. I forgot you gave away knives and medals as well. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
you got uh, those knives are engraved with the Area 2 Steel Challenge Championship logo. Uh, those came from Hogue. Um, you got, yeah, we probably, you know, you got Colin. I mean, you, you got Amy. You got Larry. Um, there's a lot of awards with Steel Target Paint standing behind them. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very cool. Very, very cool. And to have Larry there to, to see it. And Larry pulled a very, very, very nice prize off the prize table. He won a, I don't know if I should tell you guys, but I'm going to. He won a uh, Katanica jacket, and they're valued at $700. Wow. It, yeah. And you know what's interesting, Kurt? As soon as he pulled that, he knew exactly what it was. I mean, he wasn't like, oh, thanks for the jacket. He's like, damn, Steve. Did oh, I can't say that on, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I just won? I'm like, oh, good for you. I pulled Well, six you know, and then, of course, Leonard, uh, you, huh? you know, the guy that owns Katanica, he comes to the match. And uh, there was another guy that won a jacket. Zach Shepard, I think, is who it was. Um, and these guys are beside themselves because they got to meet the guy that designs and, and builds this stuff. So, and the uh, stuff's guaranteed for life, right, Kurt? Oh, it's ridiculous. Anything ever goes wrong. I mean, that's all I wear. Um, I've got pants that are six, seven years old, and I mean, they just go and go and go, and they're super comfortable. Um, they've done for me uh, special color bugs they call it they have a beetle on each everything there it's their logo and they've done the, the lime green bugs for me on all my stuff so um i think that's the coolest thing ever i don't care if i gotta pay double for them if i get the lime <laughs> green bug i'm happy you know so but yeah it's you know uh will and usa has made a statement on facebook that they were going to come out next year um we had a couple other vendors that were supposed to make it and couldn't um, but we put, we, my, my goal. So at the worlds I'm looking and I'm seeing, you know, Tipman arms and JP and all these guys down at the very end of the, the deal. And there's nobody down there. So we put them right dead center. You walk in, we had four bays on either side of the function fire of the demo bay, uh, the vendors side match all in one place. And then on Friday, we purposely, cooked and served lunch in the in the demo bay so everybody at the match had to walk in there at least once that's awesome and it created a lot of foot traffic for i mean these guys went to a lot of expense to come out here uh and you know support the match so i wanted to make sure that it was a worthwhile trip for them uh, by doing what we did with the setup i think it paid off because you didn't have guys down at the end going, hey, we're down here, you know. So, um, you know, Kurt, Steve and I have talked about it on a number of podcasts. We've talked to about it with a number of shooters, with a number of companies that sponsor shooters. And, you know, you did exactly what is the, the overarching view on that. It's, it's not what the company can do for you. It's what you can do for the company. And you took that attitude. And it was like, what can I do? to best present these companies to the competitors in the match. And you did Absolutely. It. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, it, it's, there, there's a, there's a, you know, it, it, I don't want to say there's a give and take because well, the way I like to put it is there's a give and there's a give. Right. Nobody's taking. No. Nobody's taking anything. You give and they give and everybody wins. And that's, that's how it should be, you know. Um, and, and if you, if you can keep that in mind, uh, everybody out there who is thinking about being a sponsor or hoping to be a sponsored shooter, uh, keep that in mind. It's, it's always what can you do for that sponsor because that sponsor is going to do for you. Um, and, you know, having $35,000 worth of prizes uh, donated. You didn't pay no. for a cent of it, right? No, we didn't buy anything. Donated. $35,000 worth of product donated to a, a, an area two state level match is phenomenal. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out and live and say unprecedented. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, first deal challenge. First yeah, deal challenge. I don't know. You know, there might be, you know, SAS and, and SASP or or uh, or uh, you know USPSA that might be bigger, but I can't think of a steel challenge match that's gotten that kind of uh, support. Well, For you know, 
it's funny that my attitude towards the sponsors is the same attitude I take towards the shooters. Um, I want them to walk on the range, feel like we want them there. I want them to feel appreciated. Uh, you know, people start shooting second stage. We jump in the side by side and here we go rolling with the candy cart. And we, you know, we made two or three passes, probably two or three passes a day to make sure people were, had hydration they had a sugar rush going, so they got the shake so we could beat them. Uh, <laughs> Is that what was going on? <laughs> yeah, that's what – it didn't work because Foster still beat me, but <laughs> that was to be expected. But um, so, yeah, no, I – like I said, I our approach to the shooters was the same approach. I wanted the sponsors to know that, you know, we more than appreciate what they do because as a person that I – build and sell a couple little parts um and you cannot believe i could not believe the amount of pressure that is put on these companies on a daily basis and um you know i mean it's like how do you guys stay in business if you support everybody um it's 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 unbelievable the amount of pressure that these guys get so uh if i approach somebody and they say hey it's just not in the budget cool I'm good with that. You right. know, I, it doesn't make sense to you. Don't do it. I'm not going to twist your arm to try to get you to help the match. Um, <clears throat> but if you want to do something, let's do it. And I'll do everything in my power to get you the recognition that you need. Uh, we get banners up. We, you know, uh, social media posts, all that stuff. And, you know, I, I haven't really done much on social media at all about the match yet because I'm still dealing with financials. I'm closing everything out, all that stuff. But, um, you know, having people like Steve come out um, and, you know, we had Rhonda and Jenna Jones out of Texas. We had Colin out of Colorado, Amy out of Idaho, uh, Larry Joe and uh, – Brian, you know, out of Alabama, uh, Bill, you're quite, I can't tell you his name. I think it's you court last name. I, I can't say his last name, right. But, uh, they're out of North Carolina. Um, uh, you know, Michael Pogey out of, uh, Washington. Fishing uh, and Jess Neyland from Florida. Yep. Fish and We got, those, those are, we're all buds. Um, you got Jessica Smith who came out of Alaska. She's a relatively new shooter, but uh, she won some money in the side match, did a good job. Uh, you know, so to have people from basically every corner of the country except the Northeast, what a deal. I mean, I was so, yeah. I was so stoked about that. It was crazy. So, um, hey, Kurt, Kurt, I want to touch on two, two real quick things. That side match was, was really cool. And Ely sponsored that, right? Yes. Provided the ammo for it. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was really sweet. One of the regret, regrets that I have is, you know, based on I've got a new job and all that kind of stuff, so I had to be back to work Monday, is unfortunately I did miss the uh, the award ceremony. But I do want to touch on real briefly um, for the ladies, the ladies' awards. Can you tell those that don't know Annette Chapman, can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> okay. It's hard for me. She was a good friend. Uh, I she hear you. passed away. From a brain aneurysm, uh, we shot with her and Jim on Sunday. You know, this was several months ago, uh, and right prior, just before we went away to Italy, and we were in contact with her because she was getting Jim a present. You know, we were doing some special color base pads for him, and we reached out to her, let her know they were on the way, and no response. And another thing, no response, no response, and then. Just before we left, Jim said, hey, this is, you know, I'm on Annette's phone answering you guys, and she's in the hospital. So uh, she thought she had the flu, she went, to the, went to work, uh, you know, she was sick for a few days, didn't get better. They were talking about going to the doctor. She went to work. They took her to the hospital, and she never came out. So we did uh, the Annette Chapman Award. We went one, two, three, high lady, um, all the ladies awards. We did a, uh, we took care of, uh, senior lady, super, there was no, let me rephrase it. No super senior lady because there isn't any, they won't admit to it. 
<laughs> they all, I can't, they all can't be juniors, right? Right? Kurt? Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to get punched. Are you? Aren't you a super senior? No. <laughs> aren't you forty again? <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, what we did um, was go through and and she was a purple freak, and you guys probably saw the purple rifle that I had just done. Uh, Absolutely. You know. Uh, that rifle was there. There was a junior shooter, actually Dustin from JP. Uh, his daughter wanted to shoot, so we let her shoot the match, and she got to shoot that rifle. Um, so we went through every lady's award, either had purple on the plaque or the ribbon was in purple on the awards, on the medallions, to in, just to memorialize her. Uh, you know, because her and Jim, they ROed every single match. And yep, I was really, really blown away uh, that he came out and actually shot the match, shot well, he won something, uh, and he ROed the match. So, um, you know, it was just a – they were – she. I mean, they were a great couple. Um, he's a great guy. She was a great gal. She she took care of business. She, she was a little spitfire, you know, and uh, we all miss her. So it was kind of nice to be able to kind of give something back to her and to him so yeah that that's awesome i remember the first time i met both jim and and that was at the 2016 world speed shoot championship and uh yep. they were ro and and uh saw them of course in 2017 and it was great spending some time with jim this weekend he's uh he's a special guy so yeah good dude no we're good friends and you know it's it it's really sad to have this happen but um you know, that's life, unfortunately. Well, I, th I think it was a great touch and a great way to remember her in the shooting community for what you guys did. So we, <laughs> it's funny. We, I wasn't going to tell him, but then I decided I better just give him a little bit of warning, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was very, very appreciative of the whole thing. So, uh, and you know, she, like I said, it's, you know, we, we took care of all the, all the ladies and kind of, you know, memorialized her at the same time with them because they all knew her, you know. Uh, yeah. And what lady doesn't like purple? Oh, wait, Maria. She likes aqua. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a purple rifle. I want aqua. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, honey. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was really, uh, you know, we're already looking for, towards next year to see what's going on and, uh, you got an idea you're going to do about the same time frame, Kurt? Well, we're trying, you know, I'm going to ask people because we had a lot of, like Colby was supposed to come out, uh, Christian Saylor was coming out. I had a lot of, you know, not set in stone commitments from people, but um, school got in the way. So, uh, um, you know, parents with kids that school starting. Um, yep. you know, and the, the Central Coast, unfortunately, is relatively expensive for hotels during the summertime. Um, but if you don't do it in the summertime, you can't get the kids out. So we're going to do a little bit of research and, you know, I'll ask people and see what, you know, what is what people consider to be the best time of year to do it. We did it this weekend because it was the original weekend of the original Steel Challenge in Peru. So, um, but school schedules have changed since then, so yeah. you know, nobody went to school until after Labor Day before, and now, you know, they're starting at the beginning of August, and who knows what, but, uh, you know, and it depends on, um, you know, the, 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 the range availability is not an issue, but we also don't want to compete or conflict with any other major matches. Uh, oh, and there's so many, there, I mean, there's so many now, too, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, you look at, and, and it's great. I mean, it really is great across the country to see, you know, all the matches popping up. Um, right. Uh, and, but to, again, you know, that's, again, we do the same thing. You're looking at it and going, you know, is there a, is there a match within 300 miles already scheduled? Probably don't want to be on that same weekend. Right, you know? exactly. Exactly, so. But, yeah, so there's some discussions that need to be had. Um some things need to be ironed out, but, um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. You know, everybody that's come up to me and, and Maria and talked about, 
uh, what a great time they had. You know what? That makes it worth it. So, um, and to get, you know, feedback from sponsors. I got an email from a major player today, um, said they've had 20 to 30 emails today, and they all were on par with the one that they sent me to, to show me what people were saying. So that's humbling. Yeah. Um, you know, it lets them know that not only do we as match directors, but we as shooters really get behind them and, you know, appreciate what they do for us. So uh, it's been uh, it's been a little overwhelming, to be honest with you. So, well, that's well, good. well, Kurt, congratulations on a absolutely stellar match, and I'll certainly be out there next year. But congratulations, man! It's uh, all the time and prep and <laughs> worrying and all all the tootsie <laughs> yeah. pops. It, it was worth it, brother. It it went off <laughs> extremely extremely well. I'm yeah. telling you what, man. It's kind of like I, a bunch of bunch of people hanging out, and then we're like, man, might as well shoot while we're here, you know? Yeah, exactly. I have to congratulate you on your performance too, Steve. Um, Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. That was uh, it was a sight to behold. I loved seeing you come out here, and especially under the pressure that you under as far as from work. You know, you rolled in Thursday night in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's, you true. Drive morning. That's true. You go out and shoot guns in the morning. Kick ass. You go out and shoot two guns in the afternoon. Kick ass. Go out and eat a plate of food like I've never seen anybody eat before in the middle of the <laughs> And then get up the following morning and, and go out and do it again. So um, that's a testament to your ability. Um, I appreciate it. Kurt, I'll truth, thank I'll you for truth. being on. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. You're, you're definitely a good friend, a friend of the podcast, a friend of ours. Uh, a great member of the industry, and uh, again, as, as Steve mentioned, congratulations on putting on a fantastic match. Yeah, it was a good time. We had a lot of good performances from a lot of people, uh, not just Steve. So, um, you know, it was it was really fun to see, um, and you know, we do this again. Uh, hopefully, we can make it even better. So. Um, I've had feedback saying that it was better than last year, which, you know, uh, that's that's good. I mean, I like to hear that, but you know, you want to you want to continually improve, and uh, you know, so anybody's got any suggestions, I'm open. So, <clears throat> hey Jeff, did you, hear well, that? you know you know where to get you know where to get, you know Rimfire Race Guns is the place to get a hold of Kurt. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All there. right, Kurt. Appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate your time tonight. No, not a problem. I appreciate you guys taking the time to let me uh, decompress on the match and download what we, you know, what we felt were, were positive points and weak points, and uh, you know, good times. So I appreciate it.